0: Hello, and welcome to the Parley Podcast, where we talk about the things we forget to talk about. I'm your host, Brene Smith, and this is a special edition of Parley. I know we were supposed to introduce the new podcast, The Kill Identity with Asta Kill, but with recent events, it seems like we got to talk about something very important. I'm not excited to talk about this, um, but today we're going to talk about COVID-19. Uh, It is Monday, what is today's date, March 23rd, and my county just went on shelter in place, which is pretty scary, and I know many of you are in similar situations, Um, and we're social distancing, and we're washing our hands, and we're doing all these things, and this whole crisis has brought to light for me some major gaps in our system and some major um, problems that I'm seeing in our society. And it almost feels like it's time for a factory reset on all levels. So let's talk about it. Let's parlay. Okay, I may be on my soapbox a bit with this list, but I've got 12 things that I wanna discuss today. No one thing is necessarily more important than the other. And to be fair, I don't 100% know how we're gonna solve all these problems. Some of them are good things, some of them are bad things, but this is just sort of my stream of consciousness and how it unfolded. So let's get into it. Uh, Number one, it seems to me that greed creates risk. All of the hoarding of toilet paper and medical gloves and masks We've put people at risk, especially our doctors and nurses and healthcare personnel. Supply chains have been down and it's been really difficult for the healthcare systems to get basic supplies that they need to stay safe. So, if they get sick, who's going to treat people who come in with the virus? So, when supplies are replenished, I'm going to ask everyone to please be responsible and be reasonable when purchasing for you and your families. Number two. This crisis further highlights the food insecurity of children and families in the U.S. Many children rely on free and reduced lunch programs. With these children learning from home, what are they to do? Luckily, many schools and community centers have created food pickup locations. But there's still an overall problem. Also, not every kid has the means to learn online. So this leaves me wondering, how do we do better for children? And how do we do it more quickly? Which leads me to number three. Some people are not safe at home, and they may be stuck indoors with abusive partners or parents. Abusers may use the virus to scare their victims into submission. The National Domestic Violence Hotline suggests creating a safety plan, practicing self-care, and reaching out for help. I know that's all easier said than done, but you can reach someone at the hotline 24-7 by calling one 800 799 7233. If you know someone who is hearing impaired and needs help, call 1-800-787-3224. I'll put a link in the description too. Number four, there have always been major debates in the U.S. about national health care, but my friend Maria from Italy felt relief that her country had it. She didn't have to fear that if she needed to be tested or treated, that she could afford it or not, she told me that healthcare is a birthright. And even when having insurance, I at times have feared seeking treatment because of the cost. And I'm sure many of you can relate. So just think about those many, many people who don't have health care or have to rely on emergency room care to make sure that they're healthy. We need more equity and accessibility in our healthcare system. Period. Now, I don't have to tell you that our federal minimum wage is not a living wage. Right now, we are all dependent on a workforce that makes 7 to $15 an hour, and yet they may struggle to put food on their tables and keep their loved ones healthy. After this crisis, at the very least, we should raise the minimum wage to reflect the cost of living. Number five, I know some of you are stressed out about homeschooling your kids. My friend Rachel Godfrey, a former teacher and mother of two, made these suggestions. Remember that you are your children's first teacher. You are enough. Enjoy seeing your child learn in ways that maybe you don't get to see daily. There will be challenges and it won't be perfect. That's okay. Just keep going. You've got this. And embrace the extra family time. Have fun and make lots of memories. This could actually be a really special time for you and your family. I know it's scary outside, but inside, you know, lean into that love and lean into the struggles that you'll have together getting through their education. Also, consider sending a word of thanks to your children's teachers and paraprofessionals. Remember that they have your little darlings plus 20 or so more children five days a week, nine to 10 months out of the year. They really do deserve our praise and probably a pay increase. Number six, some of you might be experiencing real and true anxiety and depression for the first time. It's okay. This is a very scary time. It's very normal to feel anxious. It's very normal to feel depressed. Now, the people you're with may not be feeling these feelings, so I want to encourage those people To not judge other people's feelings, to tell them that they're making stuff up in their head or that there's nothing really wrong with them. That's not really the language you want to use when someone's struggling through some mental health stuff. But I want you to think about your brain as an organ. If you had trouble with your heart, if you had trouble with your kidneys, you would treat that and we would treat the organ when it's misfiring. Same thing with mental health. So we want to give it the same respect that we would give cancer or diabetes. And if you're struggling at this time, please, please, please reach out to people. Reach out to your friends and family. FaceTime with people. Uh, Do little quizzes online. You know, get your your mind busy. Do some Sudoku, things like that. And if you are seriously, seriously struggling, I mean, you're in that dark place. You're having thoughts of self-harm. I want you to call the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. The number is 1-800-273-8255 and I will leave a link for that website in the description as well. Number seven, do not forget to take care of your body too. Whether you're feeling blue or not, if you're able, get outside or at least open your blinds and get some sunshine when you can. Your body produces vitamin D in response to sunlight and vitamin D supports immunity functions and aids in depression. Also, keep hydrated. Keep drinking that water. Watch your caffeine and sugar intake. It's really easy to get into the coffee groove or the sugar groove when we're, you know, binging our Netflix shows. Uh, Don't stay up too late. You know, it kind of can feel like an everlasting slumber party, but take your butt to bed. Get some rest. Move and stretch your body. Also find a really good supportive chair if you're working from home. Maybe trade up your chairs, work at your dining room table, work at your desk, work at your couch a little bit. But watch that. Those soft surfaces are not meant really for work functions and they can start to make our bodies feel a little weird. Also, please, 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 for me, bathe your body. We keep talking about washing our hands and making sure that we're using hand sanitizer and things like that. I know it's tempting while you're working from home to not shower as much. Please shower, bathe, whatever you do. Put soap on your body, bubble it up, sing in the shower, do whatever you need to do because we're all having to run to the stores and pharmacies. Your body's just a big hand. Keep it clean. Keep us all safe. Okay. Number eight, say thank you. I've started thanking grocery and pharmacy workers the way that I thank military personnel. Essential business workers are out there on the new front line, making sure that we can feed our families and sustain our health. So thank them. Tell them you appreciate them being there. Trust me, they need to hear it. Number nine, please drive safely. I've seen people driving more recklessly since there are fewer cars on the road. Many of us are just trying to get our supplies that we need for our families or our prescriptions. There are other people out there trying to get to work because they're part of that essential business workforce. Medical professionals do not need us in the hospital right now because we have a car accident injury. So let's keep each other safe, huh? Drive responsibly. Number 10, pay attention. While everyone is looking at COVID-19, Local, state, and federal government officials may be passing things that could be detrimental to us later. Stay aware and read up on more than just the virus. Number 11, creativity is blooming. And I love it. So many of you are creating art right now. I'm seeing great jokes. I'm seeing interesting craft projects, including sewing masks to help the medical community. That's something my mom's doing right now. Massive puzzles. Some of you've gotten into those 500, 1000 piece puzzles. Those are amazing. FaceTime wine parties, which are super cute. Uh, Baking and new recipe videos. Theaters are going online to present things. Museums are going online to give virtual tours. This is such an interesting time for us to lean into our creativity. And creativity isn't just about art. Creativity is about taking our everyday things and our everyday life and making it magical. Remember, creativity is a guiding light with which we beat back the darkness. And number 12. It costs nothing to be kind, so help where you can. My neighbor Marcia saw me getting takeout food from the delivery driver the other night. So the following evening, she made me an amazing plate of food. I mean, this is like homemade soul food. Stick to your ribs, just make you feel warm and fuzzy inside. And she even topped it off with some homemade cream puffs. And, you know, British Bake Off has nothing on Marsha. Um, They were wonderful. The food was wonderful. And it just warmed my heart so much. And when I thanked her, she said, of course, we're family. That's it, folks. We're family. We need to treat each other like family, not just in crisis, but all the time. Now, I'm not saying put yourself at risk, but we can be there for each other in a new and profound way. And these connections that we make at this time very well might sustain us and our families for years and years to come. So be kind and help out. So that's my twelve. I know it's really crazy out there right now, and it's pretty damn scary too. But folks, be smart, be safe, but also let your heart and humanity guide you in the way that you interact with people online and in person. This is a defining time in our history, and the way we behave now will set the tone for years and years to come. And the thought that came to me specifically this week goes back to my favorite quote from Anne Frank, and it is simply this. In spite of everything, I still believe that people are really good at heart. Until next time, keep talking about it.